The Housewives of Wales. <laughs> it's not the Housewives of Wales. House Witches, yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to The Real House Witches of South Wales. The, the Real, Real House, House Witches of South Wales. Fantastic. Oh, right. So basically we are recording this podcast right now um, and it's the first time I wish you could really see the visual appeal to what is on the screen right now. So... Um, it's quite important that um, the listeners understand that Laura has had a makeover and she's appeared in, oh, oh, good Lord, you looked better before. I did, yeah. That was my natural state. It was just getting hard to breathe. So, I mean, let's tell the listener what just happened. Like, what happened? Oh, I was just wearing a Halloween mask. <laughs> it's hard to explain, really, when you can't see it. <laughs> It's a scary troll <laughs> goblin looking thing um, that has twisted eyes and a horrible mouth and it just looks evil. Um, and Laura had it on um, to start our podcast. Um, it is almost spooky season. I mean, September 1st. Yeah, if only you could see it. It's a shame. Oh, they will see it. I'll be putting it on TikTok. Don't you worry about it. Um, it's only September 4th right now. When you listen to this, it's September 5th. Um, but Laura, I'm already in the spooky season. I'm already ready for Halloween from October. I can't wait to do all of our Halloween themed episodes. Like, hun, like, are you feeling the Halloween spirit? Yeah, I am. Um, although the fact it's getting really warm next week is a bit like, hmm, this is strange. Like I thought summer had gone because I was cold like yesterday. And now it's going to be like 29 degrees like tomorrow. So in that sense, maybe not yet, but maybe when that finishes, then yes, we'll get back into it. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to the heat, but also like I resigned to the fact that it's going to be colder and I was getting ready, like mentally prepare myself for the colder season. Um, but yeah, the heat wave coming, like bring it on. Give me yeah, the- it's global warming, see, so just blame global warming. Okay, I will. You do, yeah. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> really bad. So guys, in this episode, we are talking about celebrities and um, <laughs> we are talking about celebrities and witchcraft and spirituality. Um, so basically the theme of the episode is we will be discussing celebrities who have been accused of being witches. We will be discussing famous pop songs and lyrics in songs that have spiritual themes we are just talking about very I guess what we're trying to say is well-documented signs of spirituality in the public image now hun I messaged you about this idea it was a very well-prepared idea that we had I messaged Laura about an hour ago and I said are you free to record a podcast episode tonight yeah sure okay we'll discuss this topic so we've had plenty of time to prepare but Laura messaged and said I've got lots to say so Hun, where should we start? What do you want to start with? What's the 411? What's the T? So this idea I think we had quite a while ago about talking about the occult and spirituality in music through famous singers. And then I think when the new song came out by Lord Moonring, we listened to that and I know does it have really like lyrics to do with astrology? And she mentioned um Pluto and Scorpio generation, I sent it to you and then we thought it might be interesting to talk 
about that and use that as like a basis because that whole song Moongiving is about what she talks about like modern day spirituality and witchcraft basically so we thought maybe we could start there first we did indeed so for the people listening um if you don't know who Lord is she is an Australian singer if you aren't familiar with her her most New Zealand um, New Zealand oh there we go (laughs) wrong there we go I don't follow her um I don't know her um but okay she's a New Zealand she's from New Zealand <laughs> there's gonna be somebody really angry now that I called her Australian but I'm really sorry I just literally thought she was from Australia um I do yeah. know that New Zealand's <laughs> actually Kiwi <laughs> um okay so she is um from New Zealand she's a singer and if you don't know her latest songs you will definitely know her for her probably most famous song um Royals um you've probably known it from that but many people will be familiar with Lord's work um and uh, yes she is a Scorpio and not the Lord's work but just Lord's work um and so the song we are talking about and the song laura mentioned is a song that just came from her new album and it's called mood ring now in the the general theme of this song is wellness culture something that maybe we can talk about another time in more depth but it's basically looking at the new age she said in interviews that she was inspired by the late 60s um and then inspired by new age culture and people looking for ways to like find wellness and find a kind of good place to be and feel good about themselves. Now the lyrics kind of go um, down many different routes around this kind of wellness culture. Um, And one of the lyrics uh, just before the chorus is, uh, ladies begin your sun salutations, sun salutations coming from yoga, um, transcendental in your meditations, love and light. Now, love and light is a very controversial topic within um, spirituality and especially the new age spirituality, um, because it tends to be that from new age spirituality, you have love and light and people preach love and light. Um, and it, it's become a bit of a joke and a bit of a meme within spirituality. It's like, oh, love and light, like good vibes only, love and light, peace. Um, and it's true that we can't always be love and light. There is always darkness. Um, so she's kind of having a little bit of a dig at the whole love and light thing. Then she goes on to sing, you can burn sage and I'll cleanse the crystals. Um, and you know, sage and crystals are a big part of spirituality and witchcraft. Um, And then she goes on to say, um, Pluto in Scorpio generation, um, you can burn sage and I'll cleanse the crystals. Um, And so the Pluto in Scorpio generations is talking about millennials. um, And Laura is part of that. And I actually found out the other day as part of this conversation that me and Laura were having, I assumed I was Scorpio generation too, but mine's actually in Sagittarius. um, And it's because Pluto changes signs every now and again. So even though your generational sign is Scorpio, um, sometimes I was born when Pluto actually went into Sagittarius for a little bit of time. So technically I'm not Scorpio generation, but it is our age group. So she's called that into the lyrics and she's sang that and the song is about that. Now, before we go into conversations about this song in particular, as part of my research on celebrities and witchcraft, Lord actually does come up from a past interview she did before Mood Ring was released. Um, And 
She told the Daily Telegraph, it would be no surprise to anyone. I am not weirded out by ghosts or spirits. I am basically a witch. So this is what Lord said about herself. Now she is saying that with Mood Ring, it's a very... Um, first, she came out and said that this was something she did. She said that she burned sage. She said that she burnt crystals, uh, not burnt crystals. She cleansed crystals and used crystals. Um, and she also said that she got together with a couple of girlfriends and they did a bit of like wellness practice and spirituality and even a, like a little bit of witchcraft. Um, and now all of a sudden, um, the story behind Mood Ring is that she is basically writing from a um, satirical viewpoint. She's making fun of it. She's playing a character in this song um, and basically saying that the character she's playing is this kind of blonde, bimbo, culturally appropriating woman um, who is going around um, being unaware of how she is culturally appropriating spirituality, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and suddenly Lord is now saying that she... Well, basically, I watched an interview with her that she did with um, Genius, the lyric website, and it's on YouTube, so you can go and watch it. It's about 13 minutes long, where she breaks down the meaning of the song. And she says, you know, that, like, um, she doesn't believe in tarot cards and that people are just um, attaching meaning to tarot cards for the sake of it and um, culturally appropriating by traveling to the West and not um, allowing themselves to, like see how that affects other people and that sort of stuff which in some ways is true but also she kind of basically rips spirituality apart um so the song mood ring just tends to be kind of a little bit of a piss take i think um which is a bit of a shame in my opinion i'm not gonna lie because when i when laura sent me the lyrics i was like oh great spiritual representation but um no <laughs> seems like she is not having it I still love the song though. I vibe to it. <laughs> do you like it? Do you? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. At least she actually mentions it. Like it's quite hard to find music that does actually <laughs> talk about this subject at all, which I can come to later. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a tricky one. I know what you mean, but. I think, you know, what's important at least to say she's about actually it. talking about it. <laughs> Yeah, and what's important to say about it is, you know, there is cultural appropriation within spirituality and, you know, many people do rush off to the East, which is a lyric she sings about, rush off somewhere to the East, for, exa for example, like Bali or somewhere tropical or whatever, in a bid to find themselves. And there are arguments around cultural appropriation and spirituality, and they are, some of them um, have a lot of weight to them and should actually be paid attention to and listened to. Um, and so she, on that basis she's right to bring that up um and I'm, I don't blame her for bringing that up really it's the way it's kind of gone about it I think spirituality is made fun of already a lot of people as soon as you tell them that you're spiritual or believe in astrology or believe in tarot um or ghosts or witchcraft or whatever you're immediately labeled an idiot or thick or stupid or uh, uneducated or um mad or crazy or anything and that for me her kind of making fun of that in her song um whilst backtracking on that she ever even did that herself um now feels a little bit it just feels um unfair it just feels like another kind of stereotype being met and you know everyone's now like oh lord is making fun of it all when really there is a basis to spirituality you know new age is comes with a lot of problems 
but this song feels like it's just completely dismissed it all and again just made fun of it and also I said to my partner earlier for somebody who isn't interested or supposedly isn't interested in spirituality she sure knows a lot about astrology by mentioning uh Scorpio and Pluto generation, et cetera, et cetera. So she's obviously followed it in some way. Um, so it's interesting. It's just, it's it's a song that kind of, I like that there's lyrics in it, like you say, you know, cause you get that sort of representation in that way, but the way she's gone about it and labeled it as satire just feels a little bit, uh, not for me. I just, I'm, I don't, I don't vibe with it. Fair enough. I suppose you wouldn't really know that, that she was making fun until you actually, found out and did the research like on first listen you wouldn't really think that until you actually find out yourself so yeah <laughs> now you know yeah yeah because when you sent me the lyrics I was like oh great you know she's she wrote about it that's great that's in a song um and then I was like oh no now she said more about it which is a bit of a shame well I mean that does lead nicely on to other singers that do talk about spirituality and actually not even in like an offensive way but it is actually part of who they are so I came up with three that I listened to before the podcast is I a lot of the music I like a lot of the singers that I like do are actually like this like they do sing about the occult and spirituality maybe that's part of the reason why I like them so well first of all I, I think you can't talk about this without mentioning a Kate Bush. Hello to all the Kate Bush fans out there, because I'm a big Kate Bush fan. Um, I mean, we all know Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. You know, that is about a, a ghost, and she does play a ghost. But I think lots of people don't know her other songs are actually, she's got a lot of like witchy, occult-themed songs. She's got a song about witches, literally called waking the witch which if you listen to if you listen to it the very first time you might be a bit creeped out at first but like it is literally about witchcraft and inspired by the salem witches and she's got songs she's got a song inspired by the shining by stephen king she's got other songs about ghosts she's got a song about a spiritual healer called lily who was her actual spiritual healer so as she said in interviews as well, that she is interested in all of this. And it shows as well the type of person that she is, how she comes across. So a lot of the music I like, and a lot of like my favorite singers, there does seem to be like a bit of a, a pattern in what I listen to. It's like um, Aurora, the singer, she's like, just who she is, it's just, well, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like she's really ethereal. Every single one of her songs is about witchcraft, just spiritual stuff in general. Um, even like Marina, she's like turned really spiritual now. She's got loads of songs about nature. And these are all singers that are quite famous. So there's a lot of female singers now that are singing about you know these topics i mean there's not that many of them but there's a lot that i like that i can think of there's a singer called ivor not very well known at all but she's a singer from the Faroe islands which is like the language is like kind of like icelandic but
but it's its own language. And she's, if you listen to her music, which I think people listening at home, and you as well, I think, if you listen to her, it's kind of like meditation music. Like you just put your headphones in and when you listen to her songs, it sounds like you're in some sort of like forest and you're listening to like a pagan ritual, but she's done music for like Netflix series. Um, so yeah, she's one of those singers that's really underrated, but I think a lot of people listening at home now, if you like what we're talking about, you like her. So typing E-I-V-O-R on YouTube, Spotify, and give her a go, because she's a very interesting singer. The fun, you know, the ones that we can think of, the ones that I mentioned, apart from Lord, I think these are the other sort of main kind of spiritual singers that talk about this topic. I don't know if we can think of any more, but those are the ones that I can think of. And those are my recommendations to all of you. Kate Bush, Aurora and Evil. You're drawn to Kate Bush for that vibe she is. You know, she's so eccentric. She's so out there. Um, yeah. And, you know, when you look at her, you just yeah. know that something's mm. inherently different about her. Um, I mean, the song Waking the Witch, very interesting, yeah. very interesting topic that she sings about there as well. Um, and there's also been some discussion, which has never been confirmed, and it's it's more internet discussion than anything. Um, but there's a lot of discussion around that whether or not she's a Wiccan or a pagan and that her lyrics um, represent Wiccans and pagans. So people who are mm -hmm. Wiccan and pagan tend to really relate to her songs as well. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever been confirmed, but I think there was you know, back in the day when she was famous, she was quite eccentric. And I think there was um, probably interviews that she did. I did read an interview once about how she used to go like UFO spotting mm. and just about how she's always been interested in that kind of thing. Just um, like the paranormal, like, like what we're interested in really. So I read her, bio her biography as well. Um, and it just talks about her life and but how she's always been into that kind of thing, like inspired by like horror films as well, like fictional characters. So yeah, it's like, you know, a lot of different topics, but yeah, it is the actual person as well, how they come across as being very kind of like, almost like eerie theory, like Aurora as well. Like she is just very, just kind of like that. Like, I think ethereal is the word to use, I think, for, you know, that kind of personality. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you sent me Aurora and I haven't had a chance to catch up with it yet, but um, she's on my list to listen to and kind of listen to the lyrics and that sort of stuff. Um, and also very briefly, because, um, yeah. which was quite interesting, but a Eurovision entry this year was confirmed to be about the God of the forest, um, which was the Ukrainian entry. Yeah, Shum. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of the exact story, but it's some sort of um, like folk tale, like traditional folk story. Actually, I think that song, um, there was talk about it being disqualified at first because the original lyrics actually copied like the actual story, but then they had to change the lyrics for Eurovision like ever so slightly 
so it wouldn't get disqualified or something like that. Because there was a different version of that song before, but they slightly changed it. But it is based off some sort of folk tale. I think shum means noise. And I think the lyrics are something about like the awakening of spring and like summoning spring, something like that. But yeah, that is an example of, um, yeah, a spiritual song from Univision this year. We in Britain kind of, you know, talk about um, what you call it. We talk about spirituality like it's a bit of a fad, like it's a bit of a joke, etc. But, you know, and that's not to say, obviously, that a lot of people in the UK don't take it seriously because there's a lot of spiritual people in the UK. But our culture kind of ridicules people for it, whereas in European countries, there's so many, you know, myths and legends that have survived over time and many people still believe it. I mean, like Iceland, you know, with the fairies yeah. and that sort of culture. It's just something that has always been here. Yeah. And I think we need to embrace that a little bit more. And which is great, which is why when we see it in pop songs or see it in, you know, reflected in celebrity lifestyles or whatever, that's why it's so interesting, which is mainly why I was so disappointed with the Lord song, because I just thought, you know, it's it's kind of straight away you're alienating an audience and making an audience feel like they're a bit silly um and that's why it didn't sit right with me really um but it is it is interesting to see a lot of pop song comes up um well, maybe you should write write more music with lyrics about that <laughs> i do you know what i was i was thinking that but i mean like who's waiting for my music in there let's be honest <laughs> So you talked about uh, Marina as well um, and how she writes about nature and kind of spirituality and that sort of stuff. Um, and in her, one of her most recent songs, she has the lyric, burn me at the stake, um, you thought I was a witch centuries ago, now you just call me a bitch, which kind of um, talks about obviously how um, years ago women were oppressed and they were blamed a lot of the time. And, you know, you've got the infamous um, Salem witch trials um, and it was just almost an excuse to kind of go and just find a woman and go and burn her because she was a woman um, you know and all of that sort of stuff and then she's writing about how it's the um, what's the word for it she's writing about how now we haven't advanced that much really because the song's about that isn't it the song's about you know oppressed women and that sort of stuff um and she's saying that yeah. centuries ago she would have been burnt at the stake but now she's just being called a bitch basically so we haven't changed um but i thought that was an interesting lyric because the video as well she's she's doing quite like midsummer vibes in the video yeah we sang um laws the video for other song uh is it so the power that's that's very um that gives midsummer vibes while well, she's on the beach like walking exactly. on the beach with people behind her like wearing yellow yeah and that's a different song completely so maybe lord's yeah. going through this era <laughs> what i mean so lord comes out first with solar power where she's doing the um what, literally like midsummer vibes and then she releases mood ring which is her completely ridiculing spirituality and mm. then later saying that like people who believe in tarot cards are basically idiots and all that sort of stuff um and that you know they just attach meaning to cards but they don't mean anything and they don't have any significance um but then she's more than happy to kind of bring this culture in as a vibe and the aesthetic to her music um which again doesn't sit right to me um but there we go um so but going back to Marina, um, she, her album, I think her most recent album is Ancient Dreams in a Modern Land, and she mentions witches several times. Now there's an interview with her in uh, Teen Vogue, um, and 
Marina actually talks about witchcraft and she clarifies that her personal definition of a witch is anyone who is intuitive, in touch with nature, unconventional and unafraid to go against the grain. Um, she also said that she's been told by psychics that she has witchy vibes of a different kind. She said, I see a lot of things in my dreams, she says, knowing that they can be prophetic. The person who I was with for six years, I dreamt about him eight months before I ever met him. And when I meet people for the first time, I receive a lot of information about them. Um, she was asked then if that additional information ever overwhelms her. Yeah, this is quite interesting. She said, um, for a long time, it scared me. Um, she didn't like being alone sometimes because she could sense things. She said that once I started meditating, I began to really be aided by it as opposed to trying to repress my, I don't know what to call it, sensory abilities. She thinks we all have those abilities to varying degrees rooted in our intuition. A lot of old older cultures, older religions, shamanic work or mystical work was essentially based around, around that, she said. It's just in modern life, I don't know if we've been taught to ignore it, but I just think there's so much going on within our external world. So many other, so she's basically saying that we've lost that sense of ability now. Um, and then she went on to say that she doesn't know if God is even an entity. She just thinks whatever created the universe is this super conscious source of creation and we are all a part of it. Um, which is interesting. So she's she's been quite vocal um, about it. You know, she's been quite vocal about witchcraft and tapping into her intuition. Um, so it's no surprise that that kind of comes up in her music, I suppose. And of course, she's Welsh from Bryn Mawr. Yeah, we we need more Welsh singers in the world. Yeah, no, I have to, I have to read that because I didn't know she did that interview. But I, yeah, I'll have to have a look at that. But even her last album, she started to like move in this direction because her last album was the one that we saw her live you know with um songs like um handmade heaven to be human stuff like that there's a lot of sort of like nature inspired spiritual songs in that as well she's obviously carried on with now so it's you know it's going to become a big part of her music but yeah i have to have a look at that interview because i never seen that before but I didn't know she spoke that much about it. I think one person we should mention as well is Stevie Nicks um, from Fleetwood Mac. You know there's been lots of rumours, um, <laughs> rumours, um, but there's been lots of rumours um, following uh, Stevie Nicks because um, many people just label her as a witch or they label her um, as a Wiccan um, or a pagan um, and she has this um, aesthetic vibe to her and she gives off the witchy vibe anyway. You know the vibe of their music, you know Fleetwood Mac's music and also Stevie Nicks music um, takes you to like a different place in some ways. It has very you know bohemian spiritual hippie-ish vibes if you will um, and Stevie Nicks was also in Coven, um, American Horror Stories Coven, um, where she played a witch which again further tapping into that stereotype that people have put to her. Um, but the one thing um, about um, Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac is their song Rhiannon um, and that is a song that is obviously a Welsh name None, you know they're not Welsh it's a Welsh name and there's a 
Welsh god called Rhiannon. Stevie Nicks has, has spoken about this um, mm -hmm. and she found a book and was reading the book at random. Basically, she said that it was just a stupid little paperback that I found at somebody's house. Um, it was called Triad and it was all about this girl who becomes possessed by a spirit named Rhiannon. She said that I read the book, but I was so taken with that name that I thought I've got to write something about this. So I sat down at the piano and started this song about a woman that was all involved with these birds and magic. Um, she knew nothing about Rhiannon, the god. Then she said, I came to find out after I've written the song that in fact Rhiannon was the goddess of steeds, maker of birds. Her three birds sang music and when something was happening in war, you would see Rhiannon come riding in on a horse. Now it's interesting that Stevie Nicks is writing about a Rhiannon involving birds and then finds out that the symbolism around Rhiannon, the goddess, is birds. Um, and to me, from a very like witchy spiritual practice, you know, I would say that's almost like, or probably was Rhiannon kind of coming to Stevie Nicks and giving that sort of inspiration, if you will. I think there was a time and a place and she just happened, you know, that book was there for a reason for that song to be wrote. Um, it's almost like an offering in some way to Rhiannon, the goddess. Um, even if Stevie Nicks doesn't follow spirituality or witchcraft, there's something else there. I, I don't think that was a coincidence. She then went on to say Stevie Nicks that this story about Rhiannon is all in the Welsh translation of the Mabinogion, um, their book of mythology. She said, when she came, you kind of black out. When Rhiannon came, you kind of black out, then wake up and the danger would be gone. And you see the three birds flying off after you'd hear this little song. So there was in fact a song of Rhiannon. I had no idea about any of this. So she basically wrote a song about Rhiannon without knowing nothing about Rhiannon, which I think it's just really interesting. And then Stevie Nicks says, who knows, it's possible that if that hadn't happened, that I would have gone back to school and never had a music career. So that song was quite a big moment for Stevie Nicks. I just think it was probably more an influence from Rhiannon, if I'm being honest. I think that wasn't a coincidence to come in. That is interesting, yeah. I, it's always good to hear the story behind any song, like in general. So celebrities then, celebrities who have... Um, been associated um, with witchcraft and one of them that I found really interesting which I only found out recently but it was from 2018 was Beyonce's ex-drummer files for restraining order alleging Beyonce practices extreme witchcraft yeah, I was say that. so Kimberly Thompson was the drummer and she claims yeah. that she suffered from Beyonce's magic spells of sexual molestation and that Beyonce murdered my pet kitten and she filed a civil harassment restraining order against Beyonce, alleging that Beyonce is practicing extreme witchcraft um, to harass her. There's a bit of a thing there about Beyonce possibly practicing or dabbling in some witchcraft. Hopefully she's not doing it in a horrible way like that. Um, but that that was kind of like, oh, OK, that's interesting. OK, next celebrity is... Yeah. Uh, Lana Del Rey. So Lana Del Rey confirmed to NME that she used witchcraft to place a hex on President Trump. She said, look, I do a lot of shit. <laughs> Why not? Go for it. What she did say about hexing Donald Trump was, she said, I'm in line with Yoko Ono and John Lennon and the belief that there's a power to the vibration of a thought. Your thoughts are very powerful things and they become words and words become actions and actions lead to physical changes. She said, I really do believe that words are one of the last forms of magic and I'm a bit of a mystic at heart. And I've seen how I feel about changing those people's lives. And I've been on the other side of that as well, on the other side of well wishes and on the other side of malintent. 
And I've realized how strong you have to be, bigger than all of it, even bigger than your own vibrations. She put the hex on Trump and the uh, hex was to bind Trump, which is to keep him from fucking things up um, with his words and his tweets. Um, so who knows, you know, maybe it worked by not, by getting him off Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Her star sign, she's a Cancer. Maybe she's a Scorpio rising. I thought I thought I read somewhere that she's a Scorpio, one of, one of the big three. Let's have a look at her birth chart. Let's see if you are correct. So she's got her, <laughs> yes. I <laughs> she's a Scorpio rising, yeah, yeah. She's got her moon in Leo, her sun in Cancer, and her rising in Scorpio. Next celeb is David Bowie. David Bowie had a fascination with ghosts and UFOs. Um, and according to Backstage Passes, Life on the Wild Side, and um, a memoir by his wife, Angie Bowie, they told me that David is dead. <laughs> um, David feared witches were after him. He did speak about spirituality yeah. and he, he said, questioning my spiritual life has always been germane to what I was writing, always. It's because I'm not quite an atheist and it worries me. There's that little bit that holds on. Well, I'm almost an atheist. Give me a couple of months. He said he had a complicated relationship with spirituality and organised religion. And that's the only man that we've come across so far. Yes, we should probably talk about that in an episode. You know, men and spirituality, it seems seems few and far between but there are plenty of spiritual men out there you know maybe they don't get as much mm. rep as um women and i wonder why that is if we look at it from a um women's right issue maybe it's just another way to kind of ridicule women for their beliefs um but then also maybe it's another way of looking at that it's such a dominated platform targeted towards women that men don't get a look in in some way you know a, a lot of like wiccan books that come out or witchcraft books that come out are always written for women in mind really which you know alienates that there are male witches out there etc yeah. uh, etc et so i think that's an interesting topic to discuss one day as well so another celebrity azelia banks um in a series of videos posted to her instagram account she admitted to practicing bajiria the spanish word for witchcraft i probably pronounced that wrong um adele credits spiritual crystal healing for calming her pre-show nerves You've got Sam Smith, who once posted a photo of their collection of gems on Instagram. Um, and a source told the Daily Mail that they bought them with the hope that Crystal Healing would bring them love. Jennifer Lopez, um, a rumor floated around that Jennifer Lopez, Lopez's godmother harnessed the dark power of Santeria to benefit JLo career and personal life. Now that's interesting and a whole other topic because I am fascinated by like, the conspiracies around like the Illuminati and that like celebrities sell their souls to get famous. Like we've got to discuss that one day. Um, so maybe JLo and maybe even Beyonce are part of that. Who knows? Continuing with celebrities. I mean, you might uh, debate whether or not these people are celebrities, but I still like them. Um, Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag, famous from the Hills. Um, and also they have their own crystal shops. So Spencer Pratt for years has, um, subscribed to crystals he has used crystals for energy healing and he set up his um crystal shop Pratt daddy crystals um and for years he was kind of ridiculed but now many people are going to his shop and buying from him and he has a successful crystal business um and 
on the recent new series of The Hills, um, which just launched, um, they film in Heidi and Spencer's house and there are crystals everywhere. Um, to the point where in some of the scenes they're doing crystal healing together and that sort of stuff. So um, they have a very, um, you know, spiritual kind of upbringing. I know they're religious. I know um, they believe in God. I know they're Christians, but um, they also use crystals as well. Um, and Spencer Pratt also said that he spent thousands of dollars on a wizard coach. Elvis Presley, Elvis's wife, um, Priscilla, revealed that the icon went through a brief occult phase. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, Mary-Kate told Vogue in 2017 that she doesn't want bad energy. She sages everything all the time, constantly saging. Katy Perry said, I don't stay single for long. I carry a lot of rose quartz, which attracts the male. Maybe I need to calm it down with the amethyst. She's talking about crystals there and using crystals with intent, um, which on its own isn't witchcraft, but it has become a part of witchcraft. I might pronounce this name wrong, but it's Feuza Bulk, who um, worked on the film The Craft. Um, she said her interest in Wicca came from her work on the film. The Craft is obviously about witches. Um, she bought an occult bookstore in Los Angeles in 2001, which is interesting. I didn't know that. Um, also, we should talk about kind of movies and witchcraft and things like that because I believe with the craft they used actual spells and actual like Wiccan chants and that sort of stuff and they were getting results like a lot of like freaky shit happened apparently on, on the set. Sammy Davis Jr. Um, after attending a party that turned out to be a satanic gathering in 1968, he joined the Church of Satan. Patrick Swayze told the Philadelphia Inquirer that he absolutely believes in crystals. He even owned a magic wand. Same Patrick. Naomi Campbell told People magazine that she always travels with crystals. Britney Spears. So I've been listening to Pieces of Britney on BBC Radio 4, BBC Sounds. It's really interesting. Um, it's all about, you know, Britney's rise to fame and, you know, what's going on now with the whole Free Britney movement and that sort of thing. Anyway, in one of the episodes, the um, the series is done with like reconstructions as well as like um, information. And in part of the reconstruction, there's a story that she stayed um, in a hotel with her husband at the time, Kevin Federline, um, and she was known to be able to pick up on energies and to um, have this sort of intuition. Um, and she wakes Kevin up and she is scared and she's asking him that she needs to go. She believes there's a woman in the room. She believes the woman was murdered. She believes the woman was sad, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I thought that was quite interesting because I didn't know about that. Um, but the one I um, wanted to talk about was um, that she allegedly saw ghosts and believed her former apartment was um, haunted. So, um, According to Woman's Day, Britney Spears purchased a mansion only to leave the property abruptly in 2003. Um, after allegedly seeing ghosts in her home, she moved out of the mansion and lived at Casa del Mar. It came up on a podcast called the, called the We Need to Talk About Britney podcast, and her former makeup artist, Julianne Kay, said that she also saw and felt things while she was there. Now, Julianne Kay said that Britney had a place on Sunset Plaza, um, and I'm just going to say this is really weird. She calls me, and I had my friend do Reiki healing on her. He had come up. I guess she'd had a crazy party and weekend and needed to relax. He left, and he swears to God that he, hope he opened some spirit portal or something, and these bad spirits had come into Britney's home. Now, Brittany picked up on this. Um, Spears told her friends that there's a male and female ghost in her property, and they were very disturbed. At one point, 
Brittany felt that the spirits were trying to push her down the stairs. So before anything could happen to her, she decided to flee the mansion. Um, so, you know, she she told her makeup artist and urged her makeup artist not to think that she was going crazy. Um, and the makeup artist confirmed that she felt the same things as well. Um, now, Brittany sold the house and the person who bought it was Brittany Murphy, who moved into the property in 2003. Um, and Brittany Murphy and later her husband died in that house. Um, Brittany Murphy, her makeup artist said Brittany Murphy died in the house. It was like maybe the house was cursed. The way Brittany Murphy died was strange. How did she die? Like what was the actual cause? She was quite young and um, she died um, just one night, I think. I, I don't think it was like drugs or anything. They did a test and they couldn't find any drugs or like an overdose. It was nothing like that. They are, apparently it's been open and closed for a couple of years in courts because they're trying to prove that something else happened. There's been lots of rumours that she was murdered, etc, etc. At the minute, they think that the cause of death was that there was um, something in the house like... Um, asbestos or something and she was breathing that in because I know her husband died a couple of maybe like a month or so later but then you hear this story as well about you know that supposedly a portal was opened and um you know who knows who knows it's just it adds to that story doesn't it that the house was haunted and then two people die there that's but I mean really interesting yeah I'll have to look into that yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah. And the because I was looking up on Brittany Murphy's death a while ago, and they're still like a little bit uncertain. It's been ruled as asbestos, but they're still like they, her family is still trying to fight it. I think. So, is there anything else you'd like to add? No. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. We're going now. Bye. No, thanks so much, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. It's always fun to talk about spirituality and celebs. Um, there are plenty of other examples of kind of like spiritual practices and sometimes even astrology, things like that coming into music. I mean, we didn't even talk about Kesha and Kesha is very spiritual. She has her own podcasts about you know, ghosts and oh, UFOs yeah. and that sort of stuff. She sings about tarot cards as well in one of her newer songs. Um, and there's a lyric in a new Little Mix song about um, being a cancer baby, but she's got Scorpio vibes. Um, so spirituality, hopefully, will continue to seep into popular culture, will continue to be embraced. Um, and hopefully people don't make fun of spirituality much longer and people all awaken and we become a spiritual world and we all do rituals under the full moon. Oh, my God. Okay, so thanks so much, guys, for listening to this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it really means a lot if you could leave a review that would be amazing now we keep asking but please leave us a review on apple um so go to apple go to you know apple podcast itunes if that's <laughs> the thing whatever go there leave us a five star review no four star reviews there. five leave us five star reviews let everyone know how great we are because it helps <laughs> boost our podcast up and we need listeners guys we need listeners because we deserve that so um help boost us um thanks so much for listening um join us next week where we discuss something else um but until then i guess we say bye yeah i think four stars would be a bit of an offense like a criminal offense if you were to do that so i would not do that like for everyone's well-being so just stick with five you know just a well-rounded easy number 
five. Literally, yeah. I mean, when you go and click, just click five stars. Not one, not two, not three, not four, five. Click five. And if you don't click five, if you click something else, we'll put a hex on you. 